In our first reading, Jeremiah writes at a time when the people of Israel, the kingdom of Judah, was in crisis. Past kings of Judah had been corrupt, and the current ruler, Zedekiah, was clueless as to how to deal with the problems they were facing. Judah would soon be overrun by the Babylonians, and Jerusalem would be destroyed. Jeremiah spoke the truth. And for speaking the truth, he was thrown into a cistern to be buried in the mud at the bottom of a well. Friends, today our church is under attack. Scandal has caused many to leave the church. Our priests are under greater stress than at almost any time in history. And society in general is becoming more and more antagonistic to the practice of our faith. The issues we face go far beyond the church's internal problems. Division among Christians, our modernistic culture, our own lack of belief is causing many of our youth to fail to understand the reasons to be Catholic. Among young adults who were raised in Catholic homes, 50% now profess to have no religion. Around the world, and increasingly even here in America, those who practice their faith are harassed, suppressed, and even murdered. Many of us are left wondering what to do. This gospel, when Jesus tells us he came to set the world on fire, in which he describes the division that will occur even within households, seems like a good time to address the issues that our church faces. I'm going to suggest three steps that we, as members of the body of Christ, need to take now in response to the world in which we live. Those steps are, number one, learn your faith. Number two, support your priests. And number three, practice the faith. First, let me say, I know I'm preaching to the choir. Those of you who are here today are practicing your faith, you're concerned about the church, and you're already doing many of the things I will suggest. So I hope you'll not take any offense at my words. Uh, please consider this an invitation and an encouragement to reach out to those who are somewhat on the margins. Perhaps that friend who is not practicing their faith not coming to Mass, that family member who just needs a little encouragement. Perhaps something I will say uh, will, you can use to bring them back to their faith. I also know that some of you take comfort in the fact that our church has been in a lot worse situations in history. In the past history of our church, there's been times when we've seen far more corruption in the clergy, far more persecution from government, and far more loss of faith among the members. In fact, the best evidence that our church is divinely created is that it survived every effort to extinguish it. But past purifications and revivals did not just happen. People rose up to become saints, and members of the body of Christ took to prayer and practice of their faith. Action is needed again in our church, 
and each and every one of us needs to do our part. And so I'm going to suggest to you these following steps. Step number one, learn your faith. The past four years of my life have been this extraordinary gift. I just finished my studies at St. John Vianney Theological Seminary in Denver, and I was in formation to become a deacon. And I had the best instructors, the best spiritual direction, and I had many of you praying for my success. And you know, after all that study, do you know how much I know about our faith? About that much. And the reason I feel like I know so little is not, uh, is just because there's so much to learn. The Catholic faith contains so much wisdom, so much beauty, so, so much mystery, and so much truth. In fact, I have here the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Now, this, this book my wife had on the bookshelf in our house for many years, and um, I have to admit, I never opened it. You know why? Because first of all, it kind of looks intimidating. It's kind of a thick book. There's no pictures. <laughs> and I just kind of assumed it was probably written in Latin, which I don't read. But I, I was wrong. The copyright on this book is 1994. Pope St. John II, St. John Paul II, had it updated. And it's really pretty easy to read. Now, as you can probably tell, I still don't read this hard copy version. I have an electronic version on my computer that I can sort for the topic that I'm looking for and I can cross-reference and I can highlight. And I try to read a little bit of it each day. It really is a treasure of knowledge about our faith. There are lots of other ways to learn the faith. There's lots of good websites. Let me recommend a few. As members of our parish, and I assume most parishes in our diocese, you can log on to formed.org with your parish uh, identification. And there's a treasure out there of information about our faith on formed.org. Wordonfire.org is another great resource. And, and uh, I like the website discerninghearts.com. So the other thing that I like to do is um, on your cable network, you have EWTN. And one of the best shows out there is called Father Spitzer's Universe. Go out there and take, take a look at it. Number two, support your priests. Two weeks ago, Pope Francis wrote a letter to all Catholic priests worldwide. And Pope Francis, in this letter, wrote about the suffering of our priests, encouraging them not to lose heart. Imagine how our priests feel. The vast majority of our priests have had nothing to do with the scandal. And yet they've been attacked and blamed for crimes that they had, had nothing to do with. Some priests feel abandoned by the church. Some don't know who they can trust. Pope Francis in his letter writes, This has been a time of great suffering in the lives of those who experienced abuse. 
but also in the lives of the entire people of God. Friends, when members of the church suffer, our priests are affected more than anyone else. They suffer because they empathize with the victims. They suffer because they are concerned about the members of their flock. They suffer because, like the rest of us, they feel powerless to do much about it. Our job as members of the body of Christ is to support our priests in this time of need. This is a, not the time to come to your priest with a complaint about some trivial matter. This is the time to love your priests. Thank them for their vocation. Invite them to a meal. Pray for them. Our priests bring us the Eucharist. Father Stephen, we thank you. Step number three, practice your faith. Bishop Barron says, we must be distinctly Catholic. It takes guts in today's world to go out in public and practice your faith, but that's exactly what we must do. We can't hide within the parish walls. We can't just practice our faith in our homes. We have to show the world why Catholicism has been the foundation of civilization why Catholicism has inspired the greatest works of art, literature, architecture, music, and the sciences. Why the Catholic Church has produced saints in every generation. And why Catholic teachings are needed today, desperately needed today, to fight the materialism, the relativism, the individualism that plagues our society. So what can we do? St. Paul today in his letter tells us to persevere in running the race that lies before us while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the leader and perfecter of our faith. Don't blend in to the culture. Make the sign of the cross when you say the blessing at a restaurant. Pray the rosary. Ask for the intercession of Mary on behalf of our church. Come to adoration. Pray for vocations to the priesthood. Come to confession. Get involved in parish activities. Join the Knights of Columbus. Attend study groups that your church holds. Sing with the choir, whatever it takes to get you involved with fellow Catholics. And so lastly, I want to ask you a special favor. Um, Bishop Barron has a, a new book out. It's called Letter to a Suffering Church. It contains the information you need to deal with what we're going on in, in our church today. And do me a favor for keeping this homily so short. <laughs> Please pick up a copy of this. You can order it through... Um, you can get it on Kindle for 99 cents. Or if you go to uh, wordonfire.org, you can get a copy of it. And the book is small. If you read it just to page 60, it's about half of this small book. It won't take you very long. Read at least that much for me. In ancient Israel, 
the prophet Jeremiah was thrown into a cistern by his own people for telling the truth. Today I feel the same as you do. I just want the bad news to end, but it never seems to. In our own diocese, the district attorney for Colorado is soon to issue a report. We know it's not going to be treated well by the media. As a result, some of our fellow Catholics are ready to throw their faith away to bury it in the mud. Don't join them. Learn your faith, support your priests, and persevere in the practice of your faith. I invite you to pray with me. Grant, we pray, O oh Lord, healing for all victims of abuse. Purify your church and bring justice to those who have been wronged. Make your church once again the light of the world. We ask this through Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen.